Welcome back to the Principal Lighter Notes podcast. I am your host, Sean Gaylord, a practicing principal in North Carolina, coming to you amidst the mania of year 2020. It's been some time since our last visit together on this digital platform. I know that many of you listening have been juggling much during these days of social unrest, global pandemic, and just downright uncertainty. I do hope that this episode finds you, the listener, safe, upbeat, and peaceful. We continue to travail through uncertain times, and my sincere wish is that this podcast is a welcome respite from whatever mania or turmoil you are experiencing. Know that you are not alone, and I am happy to be on the journey with you. Music is the universal language. It is the salve that soothes, inspires, and motivates. I hope that the music and liner notes shared here will serve as an encouraging digital companion for you. This podcast explores the intersection where passions meet, meld, and inspire. In this case, we discover that synergy within the lessons learned from music and education. Pretend that this podcast is like the back of an album cover you have just purchased and you are reading a set of liner notes. In case you are wondering, liner notes are meant to serve as a written companion to the vinyl album. They were either banal or insipid in execution, and it was evident that the author barely listened to the album. Nothing was revealed about the music. I prefer the type of liner notes that attempt to capture the essence of the music. The words written bordered on poetry or read like a Jackson Pollock painting or resonated like the symphonic aspirations of Miles Davis's sketches of Spain. They echoed like the symphonic vocalizations of Tina Turner on the Phil Spector produced River Deep Mountain High. Check out the liner notes work of writers like Stan Corwin and Ralph J. Gleason to get a sense of my influences in this genre. In the case of this podcast, these are digital liner notes. I hope not to stray too far in the banal and insipid category while you listen. Now that's the opening fanfare, if you will, and I welcome all to this edition of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. I know that our schools are either in some form of closure, hybrid and or remote learning, and that the world is upside down. This podcast is designed to give you a little bit of hope in the mania of COVID-19, and it comes from my heart to yours. Welcome to this very special episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast, written in honor of Record Store Day, which happens to be on the date of this recording, September 26. A very special thanks to locally owned and operated record stores everywhere. I am grateful for my friendly neighborhood record store in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Underdog Records. Check them online at theunderdogrecords.com. I believe in the life-saving power of music, and I am grateful for record stores like Underdog, which are operated with a sincere heart 
and an intentional, positive, inviting atmosphere, all for the love of music. Schoolhouses can and do operate in the same moves. Welcome again to the Principal Liner Notes Podcast. This episode has been a long time coming. I have been placing it at the bottom of my podcast pile due to other ideas bubbling up and timing got in the way of my scheduled episodes. For those of you listeners anticipating this tribute to the monkeys, thank you for your patience. The title of this episode is Alternate Title and serves as a nod to Mickey Dolan's of the Monkees, who came up with an alternate title for his song, Randy Scouse Get, called Alternate Title. Confused yet? That's okay. We will unravel the mystery with a brief visit to our friendly neighborhood record store. Cue the walking to the record store music, and I will see you at the Coda. visiting the record store with appropriate social distancing, masking, and safety precautions in mind. Our visit will be quick as our collective plates are filled with obligations for remote learning, but this is our time for self-care. A visit to a record store definitely falls under the umbrella of peace and balance for self-care. Now, As many of you know, I am an unabashed fan of the Monkees. You may know them from their classic 1960s NBC television series and hits like Last Train to Clarksville, I'm a Believer, and Daydream Believer. Or you may know them from their 1968 cult film that was co-written by Jack Nicholson, Head featuring some great songs, one of them being probably my favorite monkey song, The Porpoise Song, written by Carole King and Jerry Goffin. Beautiful song. We are coming across the most recent release from this band that is standing the test of time. The album is The Monkeys Live, The Mike and Mickey Show. It is considered to be the first official live album of the band's canon, and it features the two surviving members of the Monkees, Michael Nesmith and Mickey Dolans. The album is a wonderful document of their 2019 live performances. A mix of hits, fan favorites, and a obscure album track or two, the Mike and Mickey show captures the joyful depth of one of my favorite bands. The album 
also has a few brief anecdotes from Nesmith and Dolans. They really do have great banter together, and their camaraderie and friendship and brotherhood really exude in, in those particular segments. Their storytelling definitely adds a level of sincere charm to the album. My favorite Monkees album, Headquarters, is well represented on this new live collection. I have shared before how the Headquarters album is an emblem of creative courage for me. This is the first album on which the band plays their own instruments and they leverage their collaboration in which I deem a garage rock masterpiece. Not only did the Monkees contribute musical backing, but they also wrote several songs for the album. Drummer Mickey Dolenz wrote the album's closing track, Randy Scouse Git. It is featured on the Mike and Mickey show live album with an amusing anecdote regarding the song's origins by Mr. Dolenz. He shared how the song details his experiences of the monkeys traveling to England at the height of their fame and how they met folks like Mama Cass Elliot and the Beatles, the four kings of EMI. The title of Randy Skousegit is not mentioned in the song and may sound somewhat unfamiliar to American ears. For British listeners, the song's title is a rude reference to a person who may be an oversexed jerk from Liverpool. Dolans had heard the term used to comedic effect on the BBC television show Till Death Us Do Part. That show was later adapted for United States television. You may have heard of it, All in the Family. Anyway, the record company wanted to release Randy Scouse Get as a single in Europe, and they asked Mickey Dolans to come up with an alternate title. You know, Randy Scouse Get, it is an offensive term or a vulgar term, I guess, and probably wouldn't go down well with the record buying public, perhaps. So they asked him to come up with an alternate title. Now, Dolans was slightly taken aback by the request, but he complied with the record company and gave an alternate title for Randy Scouse Get, entitled Alternate Title. Yes, you heard it correctly. The alternate title is indeed Alternate Title. The song ended up being a number two hit in the United Kingdom. Somewhere Harry Nielsen is, is chuckling at this play on the words alternate title. I know he is. Check out the song when you get a chance. It's worth a listen from Mickey Dolenz's vivid imagery embedded in the lyrics, along with his incessant kettle drum playing, great piano licks by Peter Tork, great rhythm guitar by Michael Nesmith, great vocal backing from Davy Jones, of course, shaking that tambourine in those maracas. You can cue up the song on your favorite streaming service, or you can track down a video performance of it on YouTube from the original Monkey series, or I can lend you one of my many copies of the Headquarters album.
I like to think that Mickey Dolan's maintain a growth mindset in dealing with the renaming of his song. He simply did a rather cheeky pivot and gave the record company what they wanted. The song prevailed, and so does the original title of Randy Scouse Get. He could have caused a commotion and protested. No, Mickey Dolan's didn't. He just did his thing and kept it moving. Dolan's didn't threaten or scorn or claim some sort of artistic pretentiousness. Basically, he had the last laugh and secured a very cool legacy for his song, Randy Scouse Kid. We can take a lesson from the playbook of the monkeys in all of this. If you are an educator, then you are living within a new and ever-changing mania. Six months ago, the words unprecedented, asynchronous, and social distancing did not enter our daily lexicon. Our fingertips now deftly access tools like Canvas, Flipgrid, Zoom, and Microsoft Teams. We are doing our level best to keep it moving for our kids and families and each other in this remote learning setting. It is not easy work during these days of remote learning, but it's important to remember that there is meaning and nobility in the work we are doing for our kids. Every day there is new change and pivots away from the comfort of what was once expected in education. Now, plans change, directions shift, policies are updated, procedures morph into new variations to learn within deadlines that don't change. And yet, we still keep it moving. Mickey Dolenz's subtle shifting of his title without rancor is a lesson for us all. When change is imposed on us, simply slap on an alternate title, keep true to your vision, and keep it moving. I have seen this in so many sublime and simple ways, and I want to share just one quick anecdote from the schoolhouse that I get to serve. As you know, many schools, and and mine included, we are in a remote setting, and we are providing instruction via digital ways, and our, our schools are closed to kids, and we are giving the option for teachers and staff to come into our building, provided they go through the proper screening and maintain social distancing. And we're giving folks an opportunity to work in the classroom if they so choose to do so. And unfortunately, our classrooms have had to be stripped to its very essence for the safety of our students and teachers and families amidst this global pandemic. So a lot of our teachers have transformed their classrooms into positive and inviting spaces with flexible furniture and colorful things on display and decorations and so on and so forth. And because of the pandemic and all of the social distancing requirements that are happening, and if we go to a hybrid type of setting, 
we have to get our classrooms ready. So a lot of teachers have had to move things and move personal furniture out of their classroom and really strip down their classroom to just the bare essentials. And that has been heartbreaking for a lot of our teachers and families to to see that. But we're keeping it moving. I noticed one day a few weeks ago when I was visiting some classrooms and checking in on teachers, I noticed one particular teacher in her classroom had her table set up with her laptop and her coffee and all of her items that she was going to use for remote learning that day. And behind her, just over her shoulder, was a gathered set of student work on display right over his shoulder and I asked her I said wow where, where did you where did you get that that student work this is and this was recent student work and she simply said she had done some screenshots of work that had been uploaded on canvas printed it up and hung it up beside her behind her because she wanted her students even though they were at home Even though they were out of the classroom, she said, nothing beats the joy of a child still being able to see their work on display in the classroom. I literally took a step back because I was so moved by this very simple and sublime act of compassion for a child. And I thought... Wow, what a, what a great solution. What a, what a great way to build those authentic and sincere relationships for kids and to maintain some level of normalcy in the midst of all of this global pandemic. What a great thing for a child to experience. How lucky that child is. And if you think back to when you're little, and I'm sure you, I, I hope you have, have a similar kind of story or feeling of joy when your teacher put on display your work, was so proud of your efforts that they wanted the whole world to see it. Nothing beats that joy. Nothing beats that joy. So that's kind of an example of slapping an alternate title on when change is imposed, staying true to your vision, and keeping it moving, just like Mickey Dolan's. So what's your alternate title move going to be? You have the vision and the purpose. Just stay true to it and bring up the creative courage to make it happen like Mickey Dolenz did by simply calling his song Alternate Title when an alternate title was needed. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening to the Principal Liner Notes podcast. I truly appreciate you listening, and I am very grateful for you taking the time to tune in. We finally made it to episode 40. I also finally made it producing this episode, which I kept delaying. Thanks for hanging in there with me on it. 
Thanks to the Sky Dogs for the inspiration behind the closing musical theme of this podcast. The song is called Another Groovy Day and yours truly composed and performed on it. That old band of mine is celebrating its 30th anniversary. Perhaps we will have a reunion tour in 2021. You can follow me on Twitter at SMGaylord. If you are listening on any podcast platform and you enjoyed this episode, then a positive review would surely be appreciated. Also, please subscribe to this podcast on the platform of your choice as it's greatly appreciated. You can also hear this podcast on many other platforms from Spotify to Stitcher to Apple Podcasts to Anchor. You can view the list of available platforms at anchor.fm backslash Sean, spelled S-E-A-N, dash Gaylord, G-A-I-L-L-A-R-D. Thanks to Nicole Michael of the 910 Public Relations Firm for fab and fruitful promotion. Thanks to Mickey Dolans, Michael Nesmith, and the late greats Peter Tork and Davy Jones of the Monkees for giving us lessons in music, innovation, and creative courage. We will take your alternate titles any day. Special thanks to Mr. Bob Dabalina as well. I believe someone is paging you somewhere. Thanks as always to the Beatles for their inspiration, especially in the composition of Mickey Dolenz's as Randy Scouse Git. I am not sure if Mickey is listening to this podcast, and golly, I sure wish he I sure wish he is. But if you are, or if you're not, I think you would appreciate me sharing that nod to the Beatles. I know that you cherish that band as much as, as I do, and, and we cherish you, and we cherish the Monkees as well. Speaking of the Monkees, check out their album, The Monkees Live, The Mike and Mickey Show, available on Rhino Records or on your favorite streaming platform. It truly is a great album and beautifully produced. You can tell much love and care went into the mixing and production of this album. Hopefully, they may be coming to your town in 2021. Let's keep our fingers crossed and hopes alive for that. This is Sean Gaylord, and this is the Principal Liner Notes Podcast signing off for now. Please stay safe. Don't forget to share your passions and dreams. Our world needs them from you now more than ever. Remember to make that alternate title move to sustain your vision that will bring love and understanding for others. Stay tuned for episode 41. In the meantime, I'll catch you on the flip side.